everybody and welcome back to another podcast um live in lily with angela i just woke up and i'm very shocked at how clearly i sound right now super proud of myself um so the full moon's coming up and i don't know time has just been flying by so fast like it hasn't even existed like, I, I swear it was just the new moon yesterday. <laughs> I was thinking that last night, last night, actually. And it's because for the last, like, year and a bit, my journey had, like, taken me outside of, like, learning uh, to embrace, like, how the moon helps me purge and stuff, like... I had just gone from spiritual into, like, massively logical, um, and coming back into just a grounded state of balance, I, uh, impacted by the moon again, and that's not a bad thing. Honestly, it's a good thing. It just brings up a lot of frustration for me, um, on the days leading up to especially I usually find I purge either right on the full moon or right before um but I um I get this thing in my stomach it's like a I don't even know how to describe it it's like between my solar plexus and um just like in the middle of my intestines and it's just like this thing that just kind of sits there and I can feel it, like, it's, it's like an energy, and that is what I have to purge, <laughs> that is what I have to, you know, that's the energy of what's about to be released, that's coming up, and I can tell you that yesterday and last night, I had a feeling that I was going to start to get moody, and today... I just was, like, so shocked by, like, I mean, I did just wake up, so when I first wake up, my brain's not online yet, and so it can stray, but, like, I was just getting so easily frustrated, like, I was opening my fridge to pull the tape off, and I'm thinking, wow, like, you know, this fridge looks so clean, and then I look on parts of it, and there's, like, scuffs and stuff, and I'm like, well, at least it's a new fridge, and I googled this morning, like, you know, how long does it before I put, um, food in my fridge after it's plugged in, and then I find this article that it wasn't supposed to be plugged in right away when it got delivered, and then I was like, oh, no, (laughs) so... I I did my research, and I found, you know, like, I don't know what happened before it got here. It's already been plugged in. So, it was just, like, something to keep in mind. So, I texted my average worker just to be like, hey, like, literally just did research, like, right now. I mean, I guess you could say right now, like, um, the way uh, that energy in my stomach is manifesting is... Uh, probably, I could say, like, through fear mentality of, you know, things are just going great for me, and, okay, so I'm gonna have to be brutally honest, 
the part where I'm in right now about being able to just like fully take that leap forward into the unknown, I've been here many times. I- I've looped back to this many times in my lifetime, especially within the last couple of years. Of I have a choice, you know. Even on days like this, like it's it's purging like this that um it's the big stuff when it comes to okay I've worked hard I've had a lot of stuff pay off and then there's usually an astrological event that comes up and it's like okay well have you really learned do you really trust do you really have faith and you know this energy in my stomach actually starting to dissipate as I'm talking about it and that's that's why this time I know it's different. I know it's different. I I can I felt it a little bit this morning and last night and even like the last week or so. It's like I swear it's been like a Mercury retrograde, but it's um it's actually been liberating the way it's played out. Like that's why like I understand each time I came to this like question you know this this test you could say I never I never could pass it because I wasn't ready (laughs) I'll be honest I'll be honest you can still be given the opportunity to completely move forward in things but if you are not ready yet then you know you go back and you learn some more and then you come back and are you ready and I'm ready this time and I know that, like, for me, I can, I can take what I'm going through right now, which would, in the past, completely, like, fizzle me out, because I'd be like, oh my god, no one understands me, help, I'm so frustrated, and I can't even handle it, and then, this morning, I felt that coming on, and then I was like, you know, I feel like I should talk about this, I feel like I should share this, you know, I feel like I should share what's going on with me right now kind of like how it's affected me in the past like and the choices I'm making right now because it's a big choice it's a very very big choice I've been not wanting to make it for a while like and 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 as a choice within myself you know everything outside of myself is a reflection of that choice but the choice inside myself it's Honestly, that choice would be to choose me. And the reason why I've had to go back so many times is because I was raised with the idea that if you choose yourself first, you're selfish. So, my whole life, my actions have derived from being terrified of being selfish because I've seen, I've met and seen very many selfish people and the more I hang around with those type of people the more they wear off on me and you know before you know it I'm so deep back into that cycle of that of people pleasing I guess you could say but 
you know, this last time before getting to this point, I really had to be honest with myself about the fact that I was, you know, I was trading my sanity and my energy, my time, my patience, my problem solving, all these beautiful skills to people that just wanted either my beauty, wanted just to say that they had a 23-year-old hanging around. I don't know. Some people just wanted to have sex with me. I'm so much more than that. I am way more than that. You know? And if there's anything I've learned about myself is... I am beautiful. I am strong. I am powerful. I worked hard. I can continue to work hard. I'm not tired. I'm not lazy. I am ready. You know, all those things that I just said, those are things that I've said to myself for a very long time. I've said so many things to myself because it's easier to put myself down than to have anybody else put me down. You know, it's it's fear of rejection (laughs) at its finest. But the reason I became so disillusioned to it is I was tricking myself. You know, I wasn't intentionally... I was basically, I was taking the energy that people would display with me. And instead of displaying it back and reflecting it back, like sometimes I'll be honest, I did. And maybe there's even still times that I don't fully, you know, remember that or, you know, it hasn't come up. And I take full ownership for that. I understand there's things that I've done and choices I've made that, you know, I'm not proud of. But at the same time, I used to use those things as ammo. I used to use those things to tell myself that it wasn't important. I used to use those things to make myself feel bad because then if I felt bad, then, you know, I could fit in with everybody. You know, I, 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 I would have these moments of being just really happy and cheerful and so optimistic. And, and I'd tell the people in my life, or I'd be like, hey, this is, you know, just like a little kid. Like, come this way, come this way. You know, I, I've been doing that for so long. You know, come this way. There's a, there is another way. I promise you, you know? And my whole life, it's been a challenge, an uphill battle of trials and tribulations of understanding that people don't follow the horse. People don't follow children unless if, you know, I'm not saying you guys, but like... I've had to come to a lot of acceptance with a lot of the situations and the people I've put myself surrounded in. I um, I disillusioned myself to the severity and the weight and the consequences of the people I was around. I disillusioned myself to my own happiness, 
you know, I was going to say pain, but it's not true. You know, even when I wake up in the morning and I'm exhausted, even when I go to bed and, like, last night I had one beer. I went out and had one beer. But I don't like beer anymore, and it was just to get out of the house. And I wondered, but I I sometimes get called, like, literally pulled. Like, last night I was not wanting to go out at all. And I just kept feeling this pull that I needed to get dressed and go to the wolf. And I did. Um, nothing crazy happened. It was just for me. It was testing myself, you know. When I go there, am I going to fall into the old patterns of me trying to change myself to fit in? I think I might have a little bit, but I don't remember. But... I, it is not a bad thing that I don't remember. I didn't get that drunk. I walked home safely. You know, I've, I've people, there's this thing someone told me, you know, two blocks isn't far, but, or they told someone else. I can't remember, but I heard it around, but you know, I have two blocks to walk home from the bar. But those two blocks are the worst city blocks in my city. And I'm fine. I know it sounds crazy and bonkers, but I've always, I've had moments in my life where I've made poor choices that I've always somehow been safe. And I don't know. I don't know why I have been. I really don't. I don't I don't know why. Honestly, like I know why and I don't know why. See, this is still like the polarity within me, you know, the It's all about finding balance. Like I need to have a balanced, you know, emotional side, empathetic. <clears throat> Hold on one second. <sighs> Oh, I'm allergic to something in here. Yeah, and I also have this... Oh, fuck. It's the alcohol. Hold on. Even last night, I, I felt pulled pull to, um, to a podcast episode. But I was like, on Angela, no, like, you drink alcohol. Like, for me, that's the difference. If I smoke pot, when I smoke pot... I can still relax and be myself and still portray the message of what I'm trying to get across. I'm able to, you know, it helps relax me. Alcohol, well, alcohol relaxes my body, but it's also something that, like, I just, I don't trust the wisdom I speak while I drink alcohol. Because when I drink alcohol, so here let me let me explain this to you. Actually, it just popped in me in my head the perfect way. So when I smoke pot, pot silences the overanalyzation, the overthinking, so that I'm able to help work through and you know use times when I'm smoking pot to help me regulate for when I don't. So I'm able to form new thought patterns and, 
use them enough times that even when I'm not smoking the pot, I'm still able to access them. However, when I drink alcohol, alcohol just gets my inner child drunk. And I think I just finally, that clicked last night. And it's just why I don't really like alcohol. I mean, I'm allergic to alcohol too. Um, you know, and I guess for me, I have this thing. Oh, sorry, I have hiccups. Okay. Okay. I just gotta figure out what position is gonna make me comfortable. And. I just got some weird stuff going on right now with my body. And, um, I can just, I can feel something physically is changing with me, you know? Like, apparently I've lost a bunch of weight and looking at that photo I have, but, you know... I prefer, I prefer to live life from, actually that's not true, okay, when it comes, oh that makes sense, okay, so, this is, I guess the moment where it just kind of sinks in, so, I've been I've been hearing about this one consciousness and everything and I was looking at myself and I was thinking about like, you know, how when I look in the mirror it's not a I start picking myself apart and so that's why I prefer to just like look at my body like outside the mirror and I love it, you know, even in the mirror I find it beautiful. But it's just like I was just about to say I prefer to live through a like Uh, personal perspective of the world like this um and I guess the balance for me is being able to sit here and look at my body from a personal literally through my eyeballs perspective and then what if you know being able to look at yourself in the mirror and even if you're not positive with your body there's something called body neutrality and that really helped me it took me a long time but it helped me set into body positivity it's it's all stages of everything you know it's a you know say life is like snakes and ladders I don't know why I'm giving this analogy but um so it's like there's the snakes that try to knock you down the ladders but there's certain ladders that you can get to the top I don't know how it's been a long time since I played snakes and ladders but so for like me with body neutrality um like when I was 16 years old I was the biggest I've ever been 
to the point where when I looked at that photo, it makes sense why there's... I've never seen photos of me when I was 16. You know. And, uh... See, it's just right now, like, um... I'm... I'm struggling internally a little bit, I guess, because what I'm speaking about right now is I'm, I'm like, coming to full realization about the things that basically, the epiphanies and the things, it's, I guess since the new moon cycle, since the new moon, I have had, um, you know, come to peace to the best of my ability or have come to realization of some of the things so like for me it was like finding a photo of me when I was 16 and completely appalled by what I look like but it's not because it was my own choice but it's because the power of my body was taken away from me and I had no choice you know, I'm, I'm not saying the situation with her was just her telling me I'm going on birth control and me saying no. And then I'm talking about this woman would yell at me and scream at me. And we'd already gone through, like, the first, you know, couple of years of the tough transition. That woman taught me to fear her not to love her and even even throughout my journey you know there's been many times where I've gone back to them and I've opened up the door and I've said hey you know like I've I want to apologize you know like I recognize how my actions could feel like I even apologized to my mother I, I remember the the first day I did um, she stood there with her hands on her hips, just looking as if, you know, she was on top of the castle, and I broke down crying, and as I was trying to express it, and I told her, you know, I am so sorry that I could not bond with you right away. I can only imagine how you'd feel, you know, I just had a dad for the first time, you know, I understand that me bonding with dad instantly, and not being able to bond with you created a rift, and I apologize, and, you know, I just, I've, I've apologized to a lot of people in my life, and, I've not gotten very many back. And I think that right there is, like, the biggest thing that tested my faith. Just in life, or even just faith in myself, you know? I couldn't... I couldn't figure out why I... I needed to apologize to people when I did them wrong. When it hit me, when I realized it, you know, even if it was seconds later after saying something or even mid-sentence, 
I, it hits me like a ton of bricks, and as soon as it does, I have to. I cannot not apologize. I can't hold on to something and not apologize for it, you know. That's kind of how I've gone back into toxic relationships and friendships and family relationships is I just, I can't live with myself if I don't apologize. And, and I guess part of me thinks that maybe one day that I'll get an apology back, you know. I've gotten apologies, but they haven't been authentic ones, you know. And the hardest part for me to finally be able to say I'm ready to move on and I choose me To me, that decision does not conclude me not apologizing to people, um, me going cold and shutting everyone out. Actually, it's the opposite. The choice for me to embrace my full, authentic forgiveness, um, receptivity, empathy... Everything that's inside of me that I just want to give to people. Um, I am. I just don't have the healthy people to give it to. Like, in the sense of where I live now, my community. My community is full of a lot of people who are very struggling right now. And I have had countless people here take that for granted. I wish... I could say I allowed it to happen, and which I inevitably did. It was my choice. But there's something I want people to know. When I come up to you and I meet you for the first time, I am so excited. I'm so fascinated by just you as a person that everything you tell me makes me so happy. I mean, you know, if you go if you've gone through tough things, you know, it makes me feel so beautiful to know that after everything you've gone through, I'm getting this opportunity to meet you. You know, I am so grateful that I have someone else that I can share my knowledge with and I can learn from. I'm so grateful to make someone smile and to have someone make me smile in return. I'm so grateful to, even if it's just waving at you or smiling, leaving an impact on you. And I'm so ready to embrace that fully again. It's just... I can't do it in my environment right now. And so I was 
starting to wonder, you know, I was starting to feel suffocated within myself of, you know, I have all this love to give. I have so much of myself to give right now, but it's just the actual environment right now I live in doesn't support it and actually does more damage than good. And I I was thinking, and maybe subconsciously this is why I started my podcast, you know, it, everything with me happens subconsciously and then I figured out later it's pretty cool but you know for me like as I'm explaining uh, what I've just explained and I just think about what I'm doing with my podcast and I'm still that person when I walk out the door I am still that person when I walk into Walmart. Still that person when I walk past those people. The same person that is right here, right now, speaking to you. But as soon as I walk out, just my apartment door, before I've even gone outside, I feel anxiety. I feel the anxiety of people in my building who have made me uncomfortable. And that's just walking out the front apartment door. Not even the anxiety I feel even in my own living room, you know, from a neighbor I had made friends with. And I had my bed in my living room and he took a picture of my teddy bear in the middle of my bed through my open curtain from the inside of his apartment. I've since then moved my bed into the living room. But the thing is, I just traded one small audience for a larger audience. And, you know, but that's just inside my home. And inside my apartment, Now, as soon as I step outside my apartment, my big apartment front lobby doors, I am encountered with people of all types. And so I leave, and I turn left, and I start walking down the street. Now, I have two options. I can walk straight, and go to where there's a bar and that way where I know exactly the type of experiences I'm going to have that way or I can go left and go down my back alley towards the other way which I know what kind of experiences I'm going to have that way too it is a small town and No matter what way I choose, I'm surrounded by people, you know, that create such anxiety in my life that by the time I get to those people that make me feel comfortable or put a smile on my face or I can just go and I can just talk to them and just, 
you know, I, I know they get me. I know they understand, you know, everything that I am at my core. And there's certain places where I live where I can go and I can feel welcome and I can feel safe enough to be myself. And, you know, I still got all the anxiety going on from just leaving my house or just in general of being here. But just being able to be around these people and just feel truly authentically myself because I know that I'm accepted around these people, they have made staying here possible as long as I have. And it's also helped me realize that I can... I can wake up every day and I can focus on the things that scare me shitless. Or I can have faith and I can understand that that everything's just temporary. You know, I know where I'm going. I, I know what my future is going to be like. I know, I just, I know, I... I can feel it. It's beautiful. And I am always working towards having a more stable foundation and a foundation where I can create safety that I don't have to worry about these things so that I can become more open about who I am. That I can give without fearing. I still fear when I give. But this fear stems from... Whoa. See, this is where I have epiphanies. You know... But what if that's the thing, actually? I know... We're supposed to have no fear. Right. But what if there's another way? What if it's the balance of the healthy fear? Like, you know, like for me, I have not watched a scary movie in a while. And I had the opportunity to watch World War Z um, for the first time in a while. And I can tell you I got scared so bad. And I just... It felt good, though. It felt really good. I know it sounds weird. But I haven't felt healthy scared, I guess. You know, like... I'm so used to the type of scared where it's like... it's It's a what if. Like... You don't know who that person is. You don't know who's watching. You don't know who's coming up behind you. You don't know who's following you, right? It's scary as hell. But then World War Z, like, it was it was scary. But it wasn't directed at me. And I was able to actually admit to myself um, and come to terms with Um, finding balance, as in, I understand that, you know, there's a lot of factors right now contributing 
to why I'm still here. And I've come to peace with that. I understand. I can feel it. I already have plans. You know, it's not that I'm not going to complete them. I just, I have this thing inside of me that I just trust when it comes to making big decisions like that. And it's usually when I make them out of fear of running away from people that I, they usually backfire. And my life completely turns upside down. I mean, it is how I got here, though. But that's not, that's not how I want to live life anymore. I am, I am, I'm, I'm born near the ox, you know. I can throw that one in there, you know. And in the story I heard about the ox, and I think it's the rat, maybe. The only reason the ox came in second is because the ox helped out the rat halfway through, you know, and I don't mind helping people out. I really don't because your first place and what you think is my second place is really my first place because that's where I was headed the whole time. You know, I still made it there. You know, I just, I learned to embrace the journey and it's through embracing the journey that it's taught me how to love the journey. It's taught me how to find the positives in a negative. How how to just even balance those two things. How to balance everything, you know? How to find my own way. Another way. And honestly, with my podcast, I'm... What I'm trying to portray to you guys or help you guys with is, I guess, and I should probably mention this, is I'm sitting here almost like a verbal diary. I know it's not like verbal diarrhea, but it's the same sounds, just longer words. <laughs> it could be seen as that. And it could totally be. That's one perspective. For me, I found, especially, I guess I'd say within the last week, I don't know what time or day it is. Like, I know the day, but it just doesn't click in with my experiences. And, um, well, I should say the last few episodes especially um, th- especially since the emotional ones, I, uh, before I cried for the first time on here, I, um, I had to ask myself, <clears throat> you know, I, uh, at first I was nervous. I was like, oh no, they're gonna think I'm a blubbering mess, and then, you know, how will they follow my advice or like will they even care to understand me because I'm crying it's not professional and as soon as like I thought about it and I let it play out I really have come to awareness before that moment of how the way I was told to work as in all the things that have been said against my work ethic or that made me feel like I couldn't be myself to be fulfilled in a career. A career. A career is the thing that you do with your life to support yourself. But 
you know, I, I was like, oh no, like, my first experience, I'll, I'll tell you my first work experience, I'll just, the general of it, um, general short story, really unsafe work conditions, like, just disrespect and unsafe, and it was all women, and, you know, a lot of them were single moms, and just, I was 16 years old, it was my first job, and it was bad, he made me get down on my knees and pull individual weeds from the gravel, all because I started talking about how there was holes in the gloves, for, and all the women there had burn, uh, marks on their hands from the holes in the gloves and I guess I have this thing where if I go in somewhere and I see the injustices I have a really great way of talking to the other people there and helping them understand what's going on and it looked very differently back then I don't know what it was like but you know I told my parents what happened And my parents told me that I should suck up my emotions, and that emotions were for not at work. And that when I went to work, I was there to work for them and not for myself. And it kind of really fucked me up badly. Badly, badly, badly. But at the same time, it gave me fuel and motivation. Because I couldn't understand it. Why should I go to work with someone that disrespects me as a human being? That does not care about my well-being. Knows that they can just go hire another person. You know, everybody talks about like how... (coughs) The online... The online dating scene has become, like, completely emotionless because we're swiping left and right. What about when we employ people? What about what about the people we employ? Do we not forget that as soon as we're accepting someone into a job, that their whole life is in our hands? Do they... Do people not forget that that paycheck, the same one they bring home to their family, do they think about you know, are do they have enough money? What about if uh, you're someone and you completely make someone at work feel miserable? Do you think about the impact that not only do you have on their life at work, but when they go home, are they going home to a family? Are they going home by themselves? All people are trying to do when they work, the fundamental thing that I truly believe what work is, work is trying to create the stability for not only ourselves, but our families. The things we've been doing for years. My whole journey has taught me it's not I for me at the end of the day the thing that has inhibited me the most 
not having adequate food, water, housing, money. And those four things, since the time I was born, have... They've never been consistent. They've never been something I can count on. And it just made me realize... One quick, simple fix... If we could just instantly change it with a magic wand. Is each person breathing. Each person who's passed away. And each person that is coming into this world deserves and has deserved. The ability to feel safe. The ability to eat until they are full. The ability to not only eat, but eat what is best for them. I'm very sensitive. I have a lot of food intolerances. I have so many things that every time I eat, I am making myself feel gross. I feel disgusting. I I love water, but I've always been so aware of how impure the water is. I feel disgusting when I drink my water and I'm supposed to have one of the cleanest water in the whole entire world. And yet it makes me feel sick. You know, there's so many things that I've been told I should take for a privilege and it is a privilege. I don't deny that. But sometimes people who are privileged We also don't see that what we have is not adequate. But because we see that other people don't have it, we feel grateful. So we're willing to put up with it. You know, I I love people. And there's so many people that I've met throughout my journey, almost every single one of them that I see who they are and I see the pain of how their situation impacts them no matter how big and no matter how small you are in this world you still have that fear anybody can lose anything at any second you can go completely you know I don't even want to say it, but it's it's so disheartening how people's lives can be completely torn out from under them. Or how people don't even get the chance to make it up there before they're pulled. You know? And I, I would love... I would love to blame it, on, blame it on the government. I would love to blame it on people, but I can't. Every single person on this earth right now is a byproduct of generation. That's why I say, when I say it took us time to get us where we are now, it's going to take us time to get out. You know, this is generations and generations of information that we've packed down and we've felt so trapped by for so long that it's, we just, 
there's so many things that continue to fester and grow from these generations that we right now can feel so overwhelmed. And that's why when you hear about people breaking generational patterns, that's what we're doing. We're waking up to the fact to see how our ancestors have all of our ancestors, all of us, our ancestors have followed this path to bring us here. And you know what? It's, 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 it's pretty dramatic. It's pretty gross. You know, there's a lot of garbage. There's a lot of things that are just really shitty in this world. I get it. Trust me. I, I, I'm not oblivious to it. I can't, you know. I can't. I realize that I can't be oblivious to it and help. I can't just sit here and not think about it all because I'm too fragile. And I am. But I can take that fragility and that vulnerability and I can speak up. Because even if I'm literally just sitting here in my underwear and fucking, pardon my language, a sweater in my living room, aka my bedroom. You know, I'm sitting here with two plants and somewhat of a messy room. I've been in an interesting creative place, but I'm still in a place. And... Like, in a place where I can help, you know? Like, that's my thing. It's like, for so long, the tragedy of the world and my own life has eaten me alive. Completely. Inside and out, many times. And then the weight of my own tragedies. And then I look around and I listen. And I hear people tell their story. And I'm looking, and I can see people living their story in my heart. And my heart feels around and can feel so much pain. And so for a long time, I couldn't, I couldn't. I realized other people's pain became too much. But the real truth was my pain became so much that the outside world just compounded it to the point where I couldn't even deny it anymore. I couldn't deny that I had all that underneath me. I couldn't deny that this, this pain was just like eating me inside and out over and over again. You know, it was like, no matter how many leaps and bounds I took, I would always be sent back so far and I couldn't understand it. And it's because I realized I can't go over, I can't go around, I can't go under, I have to go through. And to go through means that I have to be willing to be open and vulnerable, not just with others, but with myself. And I have to embrace Oh, fuck, it's hard to sit there and take something. So for me to be able to sit there, like, actually sit there, and it's still tough because it still takes time, but I'm aware, and I'm becoming more aware of it right now, every day, every moment. And it's through that awareness that I'm here to grow and 
transform my awareness into something beautiful and you guys are here for my journey that's what my podcast is my podcast is me talking to you just about my journey and about my realizations because there's always another way and even if my way isn't your way it's okay because there's always another way I'm not here to tell you what to believe I'm not here to tell you how you should act I'm definitely not here to tell you how to heal Mm -mm. I am so sassy so stubborn that it took me a long time because I wasn't willing to listen to other people you don't have to if you don't want to it's honestly up to you I'm here to inspire you. I'm here because I'm inspiring myself. I'm inspiring myself right now. That is, like, the most amazing thing I could say at all. Like, I've I've always had to inspire myself. I haven't really had any, like, massive inspirers. Like, that really just, like, I got fully on a personal level. So, I understand the power of inspiration I understand that no matter how many times I was at that bottom no matter how many times that I couldn't get back up at least I thought I couldn't (laughs) you know no matter how many times I was just so tired and so done I just I was I thought everybody was crazy I I used to sit there in my pain and I used to look around at people inspirational people and I used to be so angry honestly I was I couldn't figure it out I was like how come I can't figure it out I've been learning and I've been learning and I've been learning and I've been learning and nothing and it frustrated the hell out of me but you know what the thing was I just wasn't ready to learn yet I wasn't I wasn't ready to open myself up to the idea of anybody else's reality besides my own because I wasn't willing to embrace my own reality. I wasn't willing to embrace the pain that came with my reality. Hey guys, I just, um, I can only record 60 minutes at a time, so instead of like, Getting anxious as the minutes count down, I just thought, you know, might as well just hit it and start over again. You know, there's something just so beautiful in opening your mind up. I am stubborn as hell. I, uh, when I tell people where my journey started, it started with me being so stubborn with myself. (laughs) It's like, screw anybody else, man. I was the most stubborn person with myself. And I, and I didn't like that, you know, it was like, I still have that part of myself, that little sassy part that when someone can see, like, can see me, I just have this weird thing where it's like, I get all sassy, I know it's my defense mechanism, it doesn't come out very often, but it's pretty cute, and, you know, I just look at myself and... I think about how when I was a kid. Well, ever since I was a kid, like, I've always just had this knowing. But a knowing is an understanding. It's just an understanding that you don't question. It's just an understanding that you don't overthink. 
It's just an understanding, like faith. Faith is the same word to me. It's a knowing. It's not something I can describe. I could not give you any evidence to back it up. But then I look back at my life and all the times that I've made it through crazy situations that didn't, that couldn't have an explanation. And it's just a knowing. It's just a knowing that somehow you made it through. And, well, if you have enough of them, they slap you in your face so often that you don't even know how you're still alive. And, and then when you, like, tap into the reality of what you've been through. So before I truly tapped into my own emotions, my own past and tragedies, I couldn't accept it. I could the best of my ability. I wanted to so badly. So badly. I would have frustration after frustration with myself because I couldn't figure out. I was like, okay, I know exactly what to do. Why can't I do it? Or in the beginning, I just, everything was moving so slowly. Like, I still couldn't figure it out. I I was like, I'm doing everything right. What's wrong? What's wrong with me? You know, am I that fucked up that I can't heal? Am I just like that messed up that I can't accomplish what I'm trying to do? And I'm so glad that it took time and I somehow had the patience. You know, I, uh, I look back since May 20... Was it May 2016? Hold on, I'm thinking. Or May 2019, maybe. That I started my journey. And, uh... It's been a long journey. Lots of ups, lots of downs. Lots of miracles. Eye-opening experiences. One thing I want to leave you guys with today, because I'm, I'm going to have to head out, is what is a miracle to you? I say I've had lots of miracles, but they're not everybody else's definition of a miracle. There are moments in my life where I needed help. And maybe I asked for it. Maybe I didn't ask for the help. But it just somehow came. And that is a miracle. It comes in all shapes and sizes and forms and experiences. But to me, is a miracle of when you've tried your best and there's no other way that you can see it could happen. And then it happens. So I ask you again, what is a miracle to you? And, and ask yourself honestly, and honestly answer, how many miracles have you actually had? I personally have had way more miracles than I understood, because when I understood what miracles work, it was just a foreign complex. But I'm so grateful to have you all here, and I hope you have a great day, and I will see you later. Bye!